Praise the Lord. It is Monday. Thank you so much for listening to the Daily Rejoicing Podcast. I hope you had a great weekend and you're ready to start the work week. We are in Psalm 18, a psalm wherein David praises God. And that's what I'd encourage you to do today is to praise the Lord today, to be always rejoicing, daily rejoicing. We're going to start again in verse number 20. We've been in it for a couple of days, Psalm 18, verse number 20. I'll read to you verses 20 through 27 to begin. We'll look all the way through verse 30 before the end of the podcast today. Psalm 18, beginning in verse 20, the Bible says, The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness. According to the cleanness of my hands hath he recompensed me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord, and have not wickedly departed from my God. For all his judgments were before me, and I did not put away his statutes from me. I was also upright before him, and I kept myself from mine iniquity. Therefore hath the Lord recompensed me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands in his eyesight. With the merciful thou wilt show thyself merciful. With an upright man thou wilt show thyself upright. With the pure thou wilt show thyself pure. And with the froward thou wilt show thyself froward. For thou wilt save the afflicted people, but wilt bring down high looks. I need to remind you, in these verses that we just read, that David is not saying that he is a sinless human being. Only the Lord Jesus Christ lived and died and rose again without ever sinning. And we know that everybody is not saved or made righteous before God because of works. Never has been, never will be, ever. It's all by grace, accessed by faith. And we understand that. But here's what David is saying, he's thanking God, he's praising God for being faithful to him as David was faithful to God. At times in our life, it's sometimes tough to step out in faith and obey God. And I say step out in faith because obedience always requires faith. If you're in middle school or high school, there is a high social cost to taking a stand for God, at least a high perceived social cost. You'll be marked, you'll be cut out of things, made fun of, excluded, maybe. And there are times when standing on the word of God costs you, but God takes care of you and it is always worth it. And by the way, that's not just in the peer pressure, heavy times of life. That's for your whole life. I was praising God during a testimony I gave in church last night before I sang that God is showing himself strong in my life and in my family. Many of you are aware we're in a transition period in ministry right now, praying and seeking God's will where the next place is where God would have us pastor. And in this in-between time, I really have felt like with the provision of God, I feel like I'm in the story of 2 Kings 17. And I'll just remind you of the story. There was a widow and her son in a famine. There was no rain, so there was no food. And Elijah, the man of God, came to town, saw her picking up sticks, and asked for some water, and she got him some. But then he asked for a morsel of bread. That's what the Bible says, just a little bit. Just need a little bread. He was hungry. And she basically said this. She said, I'm getting 
two sticks right now to make a little fire. I have one little handful of meal, like cornmeal flour, a little oil in a cruise, in a container, just a little bit. And I'm going to take that. I'm going to make some bread over the little fire. We're going to eat this tiny bit of food, and then we're going to die. That was her plan for that day. And Elijah said this. He said, don't be afraid. Make me a little bit first. And if you do that, he said, the barrel of meal shall not waste, neither the cruise of oil fail until the Lord send rain upon the earth. Now, Elijah wasn't saying that he was the man and his needs came before everybody else's, but he was teaching this woman and us something. He was saying, if you put God first, now the prophet back then uh, was important. The, the, the man of God today is important. You should take care of the man of God. There's a lot of biblical teaching that supports that, that we don't worship him or put him on a pedestal. They don't have a special access to God, really, that, that other people don't. We're, we're, we all have access, and I could talk about that a long time, but the, the Bible does still say you're, you're supposed to take care of the man of God. But, but back here, taking care of the man of God was, I, I, if I can say, more important because while today the preacher, the man of God, speaks the words of God, as in what God has said and applies it to, to that day, his generation, back then, while the man of God did speak what God had said, it was different in that the literal words of God from God himself were given to that man of God for that time. He actually received inspiration. God breathed the words to that individual. Today, we are no less blessed because we have the Bible, which is the God-breathed, inspired, preserved Word of God, the literal words of God on the page for us today. So we're even more blessed. We've got it accessed all the time. But here, Elijah had to be kept alive. He had to be taken care of. And he said, ma'am, if you feed me first, then I can guarantee you that there's going to be meal enough and to spare. And as well as oil, you're going to have food that you need to eat until rain comes again. He was saying, if you take care of what God wants you to do, then God will take care of you. And I'll read to you the next two verses, 2 Kings 17, 15, and 16 in that story. The Bible says, and she went and did, according to the saying of Elijah, and she and he, her son, and her house did eat many days. And the barrel of meal wasted not, neither did the cruise of oil fail, according to the word of the Lord which he spake by Elijah. And here for us, the regular rain has dried up, but the barrel of oil is not wasting, and the cruise of oil, a barrel of meal is not wasting, and the cruise of oil is not failing. So many ways, and I've started to write them down over the last, oh, three weeks, two weeks, four weeks, something. Uh, so many times, God has showed himself strong in our lives, and he has just showed up. I can just say that. And, and the, the barrel of meal is not wasting and the cruise of oil is not failing. We think we're all, we're all getting to the bottom of it. And then there's, there's plenty more, plenty more. And I know that God will take care of us until the rain comes again. And David is praising God for God's faithfulness and God's consistency and I know if you have lived for God for any length of time, you can look back at your own life and you can testify the same. 
He continues in verse 28 of Psalm 18, For thou wilt light my candle. The Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. He's saying, God, you've been nothing but good. You'll light my candle. You'll enlighten my darkness. You'll show me the way. And that's what I want. I don't want my best effort or my big plans, and you don't want that in your life. You want your way to be God's way for you. You do that by allowing God to show you the way. He does this primarily by His Word. As you study the Bible and obey it, the Holy Spirit's prompting becomes more distinct, and God will show you through open doors, through closed doors, in His own way, the path upon which you're to go. We read later in Psalms, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Back in Psalm 18, verse 19, For by thee I have run through a troop, and by my God have I leapt over a wall. You see, if the Lord is lighting your way, you can do whatever God puts in your way. We know that we can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. And sometimes I give you a verse to memorize. Well, here it is for the day. Psalm 18, verse 30. Ready? As for God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all those that trust in him. I'm not interested at all in life, in going my own way. I wouldn't have it. I know me. There's a lot I don't know. I know me. And while you're probably not like this, I can make bad decisions sometimes. I Look, I don't even trust my ability to navigate the town in which I live. So Google Maps gets me around almost everywhere. I don't want to go my own way. I'm not going to make this up. I don't want to make up my way in life. I want to go the right way. Now, how did I find that? As for God, as for God, his way is perfect. Verse 30, his way is perfect. I want to go that way. I want to go on the perfect way. How do you get on? Continues on in verse 30, the word of the Lord is tried. That means it's been tested, proven, perfect, and always will put you on the right way. He is a buckler to all those that trust in him. When you're on the right way, God's way, obeying the Bible, his word, trusting God, he is a buckler, a shield. I was listening to a song while I was studying for this podcast episode, and the chorus goes like this. He's been nothing but good. All his mercy undeserved. I could never do enough to earn his love. He's been there when times were tough, and he proves he was enough. My God has been nothing but good.